Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know what I want? <laughs> Not Samsung, Greg. Not Samsung. Not what? Not Samsung. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Pull Up Trey, the podcast wherein myself, Samson Folk, talks about basketball with my dear friend Trevon Heath, Trey, who pulls up. I like that. Hey, it's a shoulder shrug. It's me, Trey. You know, it's it's, it's very a me. <laughs> yeah. It's a me, Mario. I don't, it's okay. me. This is a real anyway. Do we want to start the podcast that way? Who knows? But hello, listeners. Welcome. Trey, how you doing, man? Good, good, good. It's the Raptors haven't lost the game since April, so I'm very excited. It, it feels guy. it feels great to be on the winning side of things. It this guy is harvesting, mining our other conversations for content. He's like testing things out. He's like, I can get this off on the pod. We haven't lost since April, you know. But <laughs> yeah, it's true. They haven't lost since. Well, do you count summer league, or is that like? <laughs> It's just like a, a, a side thing. That's not even real. Is it even the NBA? You know what I mean? They they played an NBL team, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm being a hater. Well, not really. Anyway, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's the thing. The reason why we're having this podcast is the season comes right away. We haven't put on wax some award predictions. I think that there's going to be some award winners on these Raptors. Now, we're going to try and pick four. I don't know if four happens, but one will happen almost certainly. Two, I could see it. We're talking about like all rookie teams, all defense, all star selections, all NBA, six man of the year, whatever MVP, if anyone thinks Scotty makes that jump, right? Whatever that needs to be, that's what we're talking about. Uh, we have with us Esfandiar Barahani to, to discuss some of these, uh, these award predictions. I tried S- pop again. Hello. Well, it just by proxy of like the <laughs> pop in you were popping in. There, there didn't even have to be like the, the, the jump scare. Yeah. This, is, this is true love. Like with most people, a guy as famous as you would take weeks, even months to block. Oh, come on. I love it. Listen, man, when, when a link gets sent <laughs> in the chat, I'm ready. I'm more ready. I'm right here, ready to go. Yeah, that's a nice pop up right there. I should have done that. Or do, do, the, do the stairs, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's not wide enough for the stairs, yeah, but can't do the stairs. okay, we're going to talk some basketball, make some predictions, and they aren't just predictions. We're obviously going to justify why we think they're being made. Now, Esfandiar, yes, my dear yeah. friend, since you're the esteemed guest, I know other people, they try and get you, you talk about it, you have all these requests in your DMs, but you're on this podcast now, we got to start you off first. Okay. What, do you, what is like your surefire award for this season? Ooh, surefire. I guess I would say OG all defense. I think that's one I can bank on. If I had to quote unquote bet on one, that's the one I'm most confident in saying, hey, OG can make an all defense team this year. This team obviously is going to hang their hat on the defensive end. Uh, You know, I have three words for you, OG Ananobi. Uh, Like they're going to try to have the defense be the side of the ball that they can kind of have their identity at you know what i mean and i think if og is going to be the lead on that i'll do a question firstly mm-hmm. i would when when darko said that in the room you guys know me my first thought was is og and an ob three words to me, that's, the that is thing. two words it's like because yeah. og is the shorthand for ogugua yeah and it's right. like ogugua but does it do any of you guys consider that three words is the o a word and no. the g a word it's certainly not a word. <laughs> it was definitely a catchphrase. Darko is trying to do, he's trying to be a really quotable guy. You can tell with the whole signage on the, you know, yeah. You can. There's a meaningful top down. They want like Darko to have some cachet. They're like, yeah. we've had a coach here before who was kind of a rock star. 
maybe you're not taking acting gigs or maybe you're not like a musician, but it'd be cool if the fans thought you were smarter than other coaches and off to a good start in that regard. I'm inputting a new rule now. Since OG was selected for all NBA or all defense, I suspect all of us had that. That is off the board. Can no, can no longer be selected. We have okay. to stretch our brains. <laughs> so it is no longer four selections. Between the three of us, there's going to have to be 12. Now, I'm going to do a good thing, and I'm going to leave Trey last. I'm going to take the second one. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll say I'm picking Grady Dick for second-team all-rookie, which means first-team all-rookie is still on the board for Grady. And the reason why I think this is going to happen you kind of see it with Jairus Walker. Caitlin Cooper just wrote about it with the Pacers. The Pacers don't have immediate plans for Jairus to kind of come in and pop up. Grady, we're not sure what his role will be immediately. He's a guy that by the end of the season, I could see the last like 30 games playing first team all rookie, very consistently that level of play. I love Grady's game. I just did a you know a short little four minute breakdown on him on the Raptors Republic YouTube channel if anybody wants to watch. But I think that he's they're deep enough that they're going to there's going to be guys like if Jalen McDaniels has two months of like really great shooting, they can get away with like Jalen being ahead of Grady for some games uh, against some teams. And as far as, you know, there's a lot of good rookies that he's going to have to play against. And there's a lot of teams who are very willing to give minutes to those guys. So Grady Dick, second team all rookie. But I think that's the floor. I'd be surprised if he didn't make the top 10 rookies, which as you know, the 13th pick, pretty good. Trey, well, firstly, does anybody have any thoughts about that? The only thing I would say is that it's tough. It's going to be a tough rookie class to make all rookie. And that's the only thing that kind of pops in mind. Yep. I, I, I would lean to, to saying yes. I think his minutes are going to increase as the years as the year goes along. And like guys like, like Otto, Jalen, their minutes will start to decrease as long as Grady's really shooting the ball like – Nights like the other the other night, he's gonna have several of those games where he's hitting four or five threes, and he's probably closing with the team because he's able to shoot so well in some of those some of the some of those games. So, I I, I had somebody ask me, I had somebody ask me if um, Samson Lee on Twitter, another Samson for what it's worth, pretty cool. He asked me on Twitter if I thought that Grady could get to where Gary Trent Jr. is now. I'm like hell yeah, he can get to where as far as impact not this I, year but yeah no no no, no. yeah like eventually yeah. yeah yeah he's coming in he's going for like eight in the game and he's only ending up second team all rookie <laughs> um but yeah i think uh grady has a really bright future ahead um josh codanera our dear friend he pilled me um very early on grady so anyway trey go ahead um i i think like obviously like I'm not even going to mention Pascal. Like he's probably going to be an All Star again, but I'm going to say you, if you think that's a that, you got to take that. Yeah, that. He's a top 25 player. I I think it's like more than likely. But uh, so I'm is, that, say, is that the pick? No, no, no. I'm going to say Jakob Perto, second okay. team All Defense. And you complain about us being avant garde? <laughs> that is crazy to me. <laughs> this guy said <laughs> Pascal's Jakob All Star. Too easy. Jakob Pertl, <laughs> award season, that's my guy. Damn. I just I just look at it from the sense that the Raptors have a chance to be – to etch into hover around top five defense in the league if everything goes according to plan. The Raptors' last season was middle of the pack around 13 to 15th in, in total defense. The The clearest indication of that increase in efficiency on defense is Jakob Pertl entering the lineup. So I think for voters and for riders looking at the Raptors, the big change is Jakob Pertl gave them that that defender on the back line. Their defense improved significantly. And even with Fred leaving, they're able to like manifest an elite defense. So I think it's much easier to conceptualize for everyone around. And Jakob's also... Oh. <laughs> Jakob is also incredible on defense. You saw he gave Jordan Poole an incredibly tough night. He's he's going to offer the ability for the Raptors to chase and be aggressive in certain times that they probably were too aggressive with guys like Precious or Boucher or even Scotty or Pascal on the back line last season. So I think they have a really good chance for – their defense has to be the, the lead 
of this team. Yeah. And they have a really good chance to hit top five. So I think Jakob has a, a solid chance. I see the wisdom there. Like the fact that Jakob could have a higher defensive impact than like two players who end up on the all defense team, I think is like a, not necessarily a likelihood, but there's a, a decent possibility that that could happen. And also, I think it's important that you mention like for voters, Fred didn't have a good defensive year last year, but in voters' minds, he's still like a, yep. a not maybe not elite, but a very good defensive guard. So losing him and still doing really well will show well on Pirtle and for the people who do their homework and go back to last season to see where this started. But you got to beat out the other centers. Yeah. And that's why you're a little avant-garde guy. But the good <laughs> news is we're doing, we have to do serpentine. We can't leave you last every time. So you get to choose another one. Okay. Uh, my my next one is a bit more hot too. I'm going to say it's a bit more hot too. I, I really hope it's not the one I have in my head. Go ahead. I'm just, I'm not going to say he's going to win, but I, I think Gary Chen Jr. finishes okay. top, top five, six men of the year. But that's the game. You have yeah, to think he's going to gonna win. win. To Give us the pitch. We need the pitch. <laughs> win the award, bro. Bro, that's, the, that's the game. He if you want, you're, you you got to pick Pascal All-Star or you got to pitch me on Gary winning six man of the year. Let's right, go, He's not going to win. All right, all right, never mind. Let me. <laughs> all right. if, if you don't pitch it, somebody else will. Bro, That's Emmanuel quickly was second last year with 12 points a game. If if Gary is out here doing – okay, I'm not going to do the pitch for you. Sorry, go all ahead. All right, all right. Yeah, never yeah. mind, never mind, never mind. It's okay. I'll, I'll say Pascal Siakam makes another All-Star game. <laughs> okay. Um, that's everyone here. We're pretty fine with that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. self-explanatory. But I'll, I'll give my rundown. His his usage, I think, as a play finisher, should should increase. Sky's gonna get the ball a lot more. His efficiency should go up with him coming off of cuts, working two man game with with Scotty, and I I think he's going to get more opportunities. I with sort of what we see in the preseason that both Scotty and Pascal have been staggered with shooting lineups around them. And that should bode well for both of their numbers increasing. The Raptors are going to be – i I'm more bullish on them than I was like three months ago. I think they're going – heading into the All-Star break, they're going to be a, a lot better. So I think he makes it in as a reserve with maybe with maybe somewhere around a 22-6-6 and six type numbers. And the Raptors are hovering around an 8 or a 9 seed where it's really plausible for him to be a, a reserve. Yeah. it's I don't expect there to be – I expect his numbers to dip, but if the Raptors are, because he was really up against it, making the all-star team last year, he was, man, he was like tired, legs are dead. He's having a bad, sh like he had what, like 15 games of well below average play for him. The Raptors record is bad and he kind of sneaks in through the back door into the all-star game. Things could be not as like the volume of his numbers could be lower this season but the Raptors could be achieving things at that point in the season, a better record. They could be closer to 500, maybe a bit above it. I think that there's room for that to happen. Totally. Um, it's my choice now, unless do you have any, do you have any Pascal thoughts you want to get off S? No, I, I agree. Uh, I guess like the only, it's not even a question, but it's just more so thinking about how his season is going to progress. And obviously the usage rate, like if that is going to be involving him more as a ball handler, you mentioned the play finishing thing. I think that's, that's obviously key to how efficient he could be this season. Um, maybe that efficiency puts him over a quote unquote Julius Randall last year with the Knicks that kind of pops out, you know, his efficiency was something that was lauded. So yeah, I, I could see a very easy case for Pascal being an all-star. I guess the only question I have is like, you know, those first two and a half months when they're trying to figure out Darko's quote-unquote scheme, how does he play into it usage-wise and what lineups are they throwing out there to kind of maximize it? That's, that's a question. It's not necessarily something that we know already tangibly, like how it's going to look, right? You're saying that if Pascal improves, he could get to Randall's level? That's coming <laughs> up your point? Yeah, yeah. Just, just clip it up. Clip it up, please. <laughs> um, I'll take the next guess. Gary Trent Jr., Six man of the year. Let's go, man. There you go. There you what go. is the what is the point of saying top five? Since when? <laughs> since when do we reward cowardice? Listening experience. <laughs> so, here's the thing: Gary Trent Jr. 
sixth man of the year. The case is pretty easy. Dennis Schroeder has had really low usage at the point guard position through preseason. He hasn't, he's, I've liked Dennis's application of his talents. The Raptors are still trying to find like the most harmonious fit for him. Here's the thing. Gary's going to get like a lot of minutes, even if he's not starting. He's going to be like a de facto starter based on impact, based on usage, based on minutes. And he's going to just snugly fit into the, well, he qualifies for six man of the year. Um, and if the Raptors are able, now basically I think this is dependent on one thing. If Gary, if things go forward as they are now, and you get Gary going for like 18 points per game, maybe maybe he gets a little bump in assists as well. Maybe it's like 2.4, 2.6 or something like that. I think he's going to be like firmly in the race. If that only exists, that only happens if the Raptors find, if the Raptors are happy with how the starters are going, if it's not a disaster. If they can't figure out the starters, Gary's probably finding his way into that starting lineup, and then the dream is dead. Mm-hmm. So that's basically my hang up with it. But as far as just like six man of the year, the most raw production award, like how many points did you score? If you scored less than 14, like screw off. We hate you. Yeah, so you're fantastic. You know what's funny? I was just looking it up. Malcolm Brogdon last year, who is was the sixth man of the year, who's 14.9 points per game uh as the sixth man of the year. If if Gary is averaging 18 off of the bench, he's like number one right there. Because it's such a points per game award yeah. too. They're they're looking straight at that points per game and saying, You are the sixth man of the year. If he's getting 18, that's easy money. Exactly. He could he could fall in the footsteps of like Lou Will. Lou Will, yeah. Yeah, yeah something like exactly. that. Except better defender than Lou Will. And that's not to say that Gary is dynamite on that end, but uh a good Gary year is better than Lou Will's six man year, I think. Yeah. Um anyway, I'm looking forward to Gary's season. I think that if he plays on the bench, there's a very strong possibility that he wins six man of the year because he's going to get shots and he's going to get possessions an inordinate amount relative to other people who have a similar role to him. Uh, Trey, any thoughts before we move on to S? No, I, I think it's, I think it's possible. Um, it's, I think you'd be similar in a, in a, in a sense to what Norm was coming off of the bench, running off of screens, being the play finisher on a lot of the a lot of the sets that they're running, you saw in the preseason as well, and it looks like he's going to get opportunity in secondary actions to be a playmaker. So, oh, empty side, buddy, <laughs> the dunk. <laughs> so he has a chance, like from a like a raw production standpoint, to put up a lot of points and and be able to play thirty five minutes, even being off of the bench. So. I think he has a chance. I, I was going to say top five, but winning it isn't isn't out of this world either. So we convinced you. Exactly. Wow. The power. <laughs> yes. Uh, see if you can convince us on where this will be six selections deep. So we're. Yeah. You know, okay. I've, I've got a spicy one and I'm glad that I, I, I kind of can can throw this one in early because I have a couple that I think you guys will mention later on. I don't think you guys will mention this one. Darko Ryakovich, coach of the year. This is my pitch on it. Let's say the Raptors overperform their expectations. I think their over-under win total is 36, 37 and a half, whatever it is. Let's say they win, I don't know, 45 games this year. They're a four or five seed, maybe a six seed. That is overwhelmingly exceeding those expectations, I think, by about nine wins. I would say, given the quote-unquote bad vibes of last year, the changeover, him being a rookie head coach, the overall vibes that he's injecting into this. I think even for what we were saying earlier of like, you know, them kind of propping him up a little bit to be like, this is a quotable guy. This is a guy who's going to be able to give you the sensational quotes post game, whatnot. I think that's going to play a factor into it. I think he's going to be beloved by the fan base in a lot of ways. That's going to track for social media stuff and all that. Coach of the year, Darko Ryakovich, if they look really, really good, there's a chance for it. That's that's the only thing I'll do. It. I'll throw my hat in the ring for coach of the year, Darko. That's all I got. I think if they go, I don't think 45, 46, 47 does it. If they go 48 or above, if they clear if they do their like- expected wins, because like I think for most, yes, the over-under is like 36.5. 
I think. And, but that's baking in if things go wrong right. and then they have to abandon things at the deadline. I think that the Raptors, if you went around asking people, most people probably have them between like 38 and 41, something yeah. like that. Yeah. If he can get them to like 48 and above, people are going to be saying he has like this big, gorgeous basketball brain. The, right. the term basketball yeah. mind will be right. used quite often, I think. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. um, I, that's a good one. There's a There's a possibility for that yeah. for sure. Um, and especially since like, what is he the third ever European head coach? Yeah. Uh, there's like a bunch of narrative stuff attached to that too. And players love him. So if he is coaching Eric Kareem, that athletic article where he like pulls 18 different NBA players and they're all like, Darko taught me. Like he talks about, uh, they talk about Darko the way that Trey and Kai talk about Raptors Republic when they're cracking <laughs> jokes. They're like, they say, it saved my life, you know? We're going to get that piece. It's going to move mountains. Yeah, I think there is a possibility for that, for sure. The only thing I'll say that might hurt his case is that uh, from a general media consensus, the one thing that people are thinking of when they think of Darko right now is the Knicks lawsuit. So maybe, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like maybe that hurts his case a little bit. They're like, oh, that guy, he stole all his plays, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They'll, They'll definitely have to be a top four seed for that to happen. I think the one key like narrative point is if they finish in the top fifteen in the NBA in offense because it's a clear indication of wait, wait, his wait, offense or half court because they were twelfth last year in overall offense. Yeah, I, I think in like the actual half court, if they are able to become an efficient offense, and the key talking point is that they're one of the worst teams in the NBA. This guy comes in, they become one of the most efficient offenses in in a structure that looks. That looks like it's impossible to do so. It's a clear narrative point that makes makes sense, and if their win total also correlates with that, I could see him winning the winning the whole thing because no one right now is expecting the Raptors wow. to go from the top four. If, the, if, if, if they get a top fifteen half court offense, they're winning fifty games. I could very easily see that. The, I mean, that's crazy. That I mean, um, like that would yeah, because be, they'll be they'll be like for sure they've been top three in their sleep yeah. and transition frequency. Yeah. If yeah. they're top 15 in half-court efficiency, they're going to get way more transition possessions. Their offensive rating would be juiced. You'd have to think to, like, top seven. Yeah. And they're going to have a great defense. That outcome would be insane. Like, we're getting the Darko ESPN on NBA. Yeah. What is .5 offense? Tell us. So, it's like, yeah, you know, he's, like, <laughs> doing that whole thing. He would have a press tour. And, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. S, we're still on you. Oh don't, yeah, double, double time. Don't take okay. the one I want. <laughs> okay, Please. all right. I know, I know. The, the one you want is the one I'm thinking right now, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, okay, how about we do Pascal Siakam All NBA? I think there's a case for it. I think obviously, sure. yeah. There, there's the money implications, the financial implication of him making All NBA. Ninety-three um, million dollars, I believe. A lot of dough. Up yes. For grabs. Yeah, a lot of money. I mean, man, that's a lot of money. But ultimately, I think there is a case for it. You know, we talked about the efficiency earlier with the all-star stuff. But ultimately, if he's like much better as a free throw shooter, if he's a guy who can just feast off of dump offs, a guy who can work in transition, a guy who can kind of, you know, I I would say just cook in general off of off ball movements. Hey, that's going to be huge for his efficiency. And if he's like, I don't know what was last year's true shooting percentage for him. Was it 58% true shooting? Yeah. Yeah. If he can get above 60, maybe like 62-ish, that would be huge for him uh, efficiency-wise. So, yeah, I think Pascal, All-NBA. Yeah. If you can talk yourself into All-Star for a wing, you can can talk yourself into All-NBA. That's been the case for like the last three years. There's a reason Pascal and Julius Randle have been toggling All-NBA selections. It has been the old guard of the wing has kind of phased itself out with a lot of injuries. Like just guys like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are the easiest place to point to is guys who just, they haven't played enough games. LeBron, who knows what happens there? Like there's so many guys who are just fading out. Plus the the new rule, the new rule, the 65. So yeah, there's definitely, that's a good one is, and thank you for leaving the one that I'm going to choose next. I got because, you. Yeah, I got you. that's yeah. that's going to be the big conversation of this podcast. I suspect people want to listen to, but yeah, um, Pascal All NBA, well within the realm of possibility. I think. Here's my selection: Scotty Barnes All Star. I go. mean that that has yeah. to be one that gets talked about. I asked 
to kind of preview this, let me, I asked on Twitter, I said, okay, here's my Scotty Statline prediction. What's yours? So mine was 18.7 points, 7.1 boards, 5.8 assists, 1.2 steals, one block. Those are great numbers. I would be over the moon if he does that this season. Some people came in a little bit less than that. Hardly anybody undercut that. Most people were predicting like around 20 and 7, 20 and 8 plus all-star. If Scotty gets to if Scotty clears 20 points per game and goes north of six assists per game, I think there's a distinct possibility that he could be selected as an all-star. Now, he and Pascal provided that they're not like there's an outcome where like six of these are correct, where they win like a hell of a lot of games. Darko is in coach of the year race. Gary's in six man of the year race. OG's all NBA, all defense. Pascal's all NBA. Scotty's all star. Like if they're top four seed, they can get two all stars, Scotty and Pascal. This is the situation we're talking about for this. If he goes for like 20 and seven, 20 and six, something like that, yeah. his defense has really improved. As we've seen in the more conservative scheme, when he's playing closer to the basket, he's way stronger there. By the numbers, I think we're going to see a huge leap as far as like impact. I think the numbers start really loving Scotty this year. I think that the raw numbers will improve. And, you know, the dialogue will turn around for him because his points per game wouldn't have stagnated. And I think like there's going to be some intriguing like shot creation stuff that comes along with it. And his highlight package is going to be nuts. Like the, the passing, the dunking, all that kind of stuff. And, and he is, like, a, a very, very popular player the league over. If he pops off, he's going to get, like, a huge flood of votes. If the Raptors are a good team, he's going to get a lot of support, and people are going to voice that support pretty consistently. Because also people, they're a little bit, like, the dialogue is a little bit tired of Pascal. That's not mm-hmm. fair, but that's the what, what it is. If the Raptors pop off this season, even if Pascal stays at, like, around 24, 8, and 6, which would be incredible, People are going to say Scotty Barnes, the young rookie leading this team, yeah. well, young rookie, the young star leading this team. And so there, there's a real possibility he makes an all-star team. And that would be a huge third-year jump. I'm not, I don't think it's a likelihood, but it's, it's within the realm of possibilities. Well, there's sure. another award that could kind of tag on to that. Yes. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Just Trey, if you need an alley you know. This guy, this guy ghostwrites for Drake like three times. Now he wants to ghostwrite everybody's answers. You know? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, no, I, look, I agree. By the way, I think um, like there, are, there's actually a couple of different ways that we can get to the Scotty Barnes All Star outcome. There's like the Pascal situation, and if the Raptors do decide to go to a different direction, and the team is still somehow good, and Scotty is producing, there's a very clear route there for him to be an All Star. On the other side of things, you know, similar to what you said, if this team is producing with Pascal still on the team and he's taken that scoring leap, maybe handling the ball more, his usage is higher, making, you know, obviously assists, just the raw numbers as well, there's a very, very clear route for him to be an all-star. Um, they also only have to be, like, in the top four-ish range till end of January, right? Yeah. Um, so there's there's a case there for him to – or the Raptors in general to just get out to a hot start. And then, you know, maybe the shooting is working for some of the guys. Maybe they, they start off on a hot start. The team is like top four-ish, and then you have to consider one of those guys for all-star. Yeah, 2019-20 was the last time they had two selections, Pascal and Kyle. I, I do wonder, I like they have a, they clearly have an uphill battle to get yeah. to two selections. Yeah. They'd really have to pop off. And um, the other case is that Pascal, something something happens with Pascal in that like, he really doesn't fit well, which I don't think is likely. He his efficiency or his raw numbers go down, and Scotty leapfrogs him in year three. Right. That's probably where Scotty could be the lone all star, but I don't think that's super likely. I think it's more likely that they get two in Pascal and Scotty than it is that they just get Scotty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a possibility nonetheless. Trevon Heath, we're deep in it now, brother. Samson folk. Um, my last prediction would be uh, OG wins the steel title again. Oh, you um, just invent awards. Is that an award? Is it, <laughs> they, did they not announce it? Did they not say congratulations on winning the steel title? Did he, did he get like a little plaque? He was like, I, I, he was like thank you. I, just you know, said, this I remember a social media post saying he won the title. <laughs> social Bro, media posts are... Shelvin Mack got the 
assist leader for the Orlando Magic social media post. He, he, he was a like 3.4 a game. <laughs> it was worth noting. You couldn't just say Grady first team all rookie, huh? You had to. I can't. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. We're what eight deep at this yes. point. Your next one better be creative. I'll give you this, but you okay. got to stretch your brain on this next one. Cool. Make sure OG leads the league in steals. Brave yeah. man. Ooh. As we've seen from the preseason, it looks like OG is going to be guarding the primary ball handler in a lot of situations. So even though that they're they're running a lot of they're running probably more conservative than they were last year. He's still going to be at the point of attack majority of the time, and he's going to have the opportunity to have to get steal opportunities. He's going to be going against people much smaller than them. He's going to be able to put his hands on them. He's a lot bigger than them, and use his long his long wingspan to get and generate more steals. And it looks like the Raptors are <laughs> trying to. I even three words. Three words. <laughs> See, that's why you know it's not three words. It didn't click. (laughs) Okay, but you got another prediction here. Yeah, serpentine, baby. What's it going to (laughs) be? What's Um, it going to be? My my last one was... um, <laughs> you like that? You like that meme? It's like, um, no, uh... it was minus Scotty, Scotty Barnes, most improved player of the year. Okay, all right, yeah, just considering there's, there's like you said, an outcome where Pasco gets traded and he's getting the majority of the usage, that's probably the most likelihood where he wins yep. that award. But there's also the, the chance where he's manning that bench lineup for say 10 to 15 minutes a game. That allows him to operate as a screener, play finisher, um, really being the hub of an offense for a long stretches and periods of time where he maybe excels. If the team shoots, the bench lineup shoots, say, at a, at a high clip, he's probably then averaging 25 and 5, and he's able to get easy looks at the rim, pass to those guys, and the success of the team is looked towards, towards him as opposed to Pascal. And it looks like everyone has kind of been predicting, like, Scotty's going to take this leap. He's the person that's that's going to lead this team. So it's already in the mind of the national media. So I think he has a really good chance of winning it. If he revives the, like, potent bench lineups, Zach Lowe writes that Scotty Barnes is the new Kyle Lowry before February. Yeah. yeah. like And, and that's going to stick with people. And he's going to, you know... Scotty Barnes is a cudgel against, you know, other defenses. That, I don't know. That was probably closer like Jordan Peterson than it was Zach Lowe. I can't do with Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe's it's, it's It's definitely a possibility. I've said that like 18 times. I got to drop the word possibility <laughs> out of the rest of this podcast. But certainly something that could happen. That sounds pretty good. Certainly something that could happen. Most improved player. Um, there's probably a small possibility that it happens if there's like they pop off the team is great maybe he gets enough but who is he competing with do we think just quickly um, like when I, we think of who else is kind of gunning for most improved player Cade Cunningham yeah guys in his draft class yeah yeah pretty much um 20 to 21 draft class I would say Desmond Bain has a really good chance mm-hmm. with job being out 25 games he's gonna have to take the lion's share of the usage Jordan Poole, obviously, he's going, as you saw, he's going to shoot the ball a ton. (laughs) And I think if I were to guess most likely in the league, it would probably be Tyrese Maxey, just because Harden's not going to be there, and he's going to get tons of usage now as their ball handler. I think Mm -hmm. Jalen Green is also... Yeah, Yeah. that that draft class is a really strong... Especially since so many of those guys have been on, like, really underwhelming teams, faced injury stuff or like underwhelmed just a little bit in a certain aspect. Like Evan Mobley, the defense as advertised, the offense hasn't had all the room to pop off yet. Yeah. If he made a big leap, you could talk yourself into MIP. Cade Cunningham just being like a great guard coming in and leading the Pistons to like, you know, this big, strong start to the season that hopefully lasts something like that. There's a ton of room there. Jalen Green like finally putting himself on the map outside of like the odd highlights or like being like kind of like a social media mogul that would be a super big deal for him and they all have like a they all have a chance at doing it so you could yeah. pretty much go through the top 10 of that entire draft and yep. make a case for all of them i mean the another guy who pops out is franz wagner like you know i think uh, franz is too good 
maybe prior. Yeah, like, maybe. I think his jump, especially since he also has Paolo there, mm-hmm. that's really tough. But I think I still think Franz has been on aggregate. He and Mobley have been the best rookies out of that class so far, which yeah. is why I think it's the toughest for them to win it. Because they have um there's like a the something of high expectations. It's like it's a you know, it's the burden of high expectations or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Franz rocks. I guess we'll see. But yeah, it's it's a possibility. I guess we're back to me now. I gotta pick an award. Oh God! Exactly. See, this, this is, is year. this. This is <laughs> ah, ha, yeah. Uh, this is ten picks deep now. This is tough. I'm struggling to even think of what it could be. Yeah. I guess we'll have to go with OG and Anobi <laughs> All Star. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. There. So this one is maybe not as like romantic and happy as, you know, the Scotty or Pascal, right? Because the narrative is driving one way. It's like, this is a team led by Scotty and Pascal. OG is a guy who has been trying to assert himself as an on-ball creator. I don't think the likelihood is very high. He's trying to assert himself as an on-ball creator. The floor of his game, his impact is so unbelievably high because of his defense and his three-point shooting and the ability to finish at the rim off of cuts. Something has to happen with the roster. There has to be a shakeup that changes the hierarchy of the team. And that would leave OG in some sort of position to run our test this thing. Yeah. 20 points, four assists in the conversation for not just, you know, all defense, but defensive player of the year like he was at the start of last season this one i feel the worst about i'm gonna be honest i I love og's game he's gonna get this big glorious bag in in free agency he's gonna get paid a lot he's to me like a top 40 player in the nba roughly which is that's high there's a lot of good players now but it's I don't feel that good saying he's going to be an all-star. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like, wow, this is a tough one. And maybe I'm just not being imaginative enough. I like, I could have invented an award like traded or something like that. But, <laughs> but uh, OG and it'll be all-star. I feel like is where my, my guess has to go. Do you feel more comfortable about that or him winning defensive player of the year? Oh, defensive player of the year. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He he would really be up against it. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. now that you say that, that would have been a way better pick. <laughs> now that we're, now that we're here sitting in it, that uh, that would have been a much better pick. To be quite honest with you, switch it up. Let's just have the conversation. It doesn't okay. have to be the pick, but we're we're talking about OG, the yeah. long conversation. So you know, defensive player of the year. What is the case? The Raptors are way better on defense. They're top five defense. Yep. OG Ananobi was all defense last year. There's no way in hell Jakob is going to be regarded as a better center defender than other guys because mm-hmm. the narrative is always like two years behind, right? Like right. OG was giving all defense impact like two years before he was considered and like four years before he got it. It, it like defensive reputation takes too long to get there unless you're Ben Simmons or something like that, and then it lasts longer than it should. Kawhi. This is always the case. Yeah. Yeah. Jakob, he's not going to have the juice. Nobody's going to want to elevate him above the other centers defensively. However, OG has been juiced. He already has the momentum. He makes all defense for the first time in his career. If the Raptors are like an incredible team defensively, and if they're a good team overall, he's, and you know, there's enough games like holding Jordan Poole to one of 15, there's enough games where he's stopping, you know, like these these elite wing creators. There's enough games where he's, you know, sticking Jokic above the break and they're using like these, you know, pr- presumably unique schemes in the in-between when Jakob is off the floor against like these bigs. You could talk yourself into it. I'm talking myself into that as a, that's a greater likelihood than all-star. But then again, if you have a guy who, you know, shoots the three really well, gives you like 16, 17 points per game, and is in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Didn't Jaron 
exactly make an all-star game Mm -hmm. and be in consideration for defensive player of the year at like 13 points per game and what he rebounds like twice a game i don't know man if he wins defensive player of the year he probably also i don't know (laughs) do both just have to be good yeah my my selection is both i like them both (laughs) no um i feel like defensive player of the year where people really are like wow at the end of the season the raptors actually stuck around their defense is actually really good they didn't trade anyone at the trade deadline i think defensive player of the year is a greater likelihood than all-star so let's go og dpoy thank you s for saving my suggestion no i was i i I, that was i think that was gonna be the last pick for me too i was like ah maybe i'll just include it in here um i'll throw another one in here just because we've been talking about it you're an ideas man this is what i'm learning listen trey if you need another marketing guy you know (laughs) could you imagine (laughs) if you got the job before kai oh my yeah oh yeah that would be disruptive (laughs) Uh, no, I was going to say uh, Dennis Schroeder, all defense. Uh, there's, a, there's a case there, right? Um, I mean, if he's starting, if he is one of those guys at the point of attack, screen navigation, quick, you know, draining shot clock, like you mentioned on one of the articles, I think it was the Chicago one, right, Samson? Um, uh, yeah, Steph was talking with, about with that. Steph, yeah. Um, but ultimately, yeah, if, if he's doing that, and he was great for the Lakers last year. Like the defense for the Lakers was really, really solid. Uh, I think the reputation is there for him to be a good defensive player. Now, to be fair, all defense guard is tough. There's four spots, and you know Derek White is most likely going to get a spot. There's a Andrew Nembhard already. <laughs> you know, there's like so Alex Caruso is like yeah. essentially guaranteed a spot. Like there, some of the spots are already spoken for. Um, but I think there's a chance with Schroeder. Like he's going to get at least some love when it comes to his defensive impact, especially if. Like the way we're talking about this team, if they're going to be a top five defense in the league, some of the, I guess, claim has to go to someone, you know? Yeah. They have a lot of good defenders. Like Scotty, when he plays low so far, and in a lot of the games where we've seen him play low in the defense, yeah. is not well above average, but above average. Who knows how good that could be this year? Pascal, when he's not like a walking husk of 38 minutes per game for three years straight and battling through injuries uh, and running like a ton of miles is very good defensively. OG, all defense. Jakob probably will be in the realm of all defensive level impact, even if he's not going to make it. And Dennis, really sticky point of attack defender. Mm-hmm. If it, And also they have the length to kind of cover up his off-ball miscues because he, he does get lost a lot off-ball and he can yeah. be – because he really focuses on the ball. Like, he ball watches a lot. That's why he's a good nail defender, for example. But it's also why he gets back cut a ton. I, I like that pick. That's fun. That's 12, I think. Yeah. Does anybody – that might even be 13. I'll I'll know when I go back and look at this. But does anybody <laughs> have – they're not going to win 13 awards, I don't think. But does anybody have a 13th or a 14th thing? Are there any awards left on the table that you could talk yourself into? I was trying to think of something for Precious, but I really can't can't do it. I'm, yeah, he's not going to play enough minutes to make all defense, I don't think. Yeah. No, yeah. no. No. I, we are already, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Like, Dennis is not going to make all defense. No, yeah. no. Can I, can I say, like, Javon Freedom Liberty G League Player of the Year? <laughs> oh, hey, G League MVP isn't bad. Like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> he's, aw- he's awesome, man. Yeah, he is. He's, like, yeah, he's incredible. He, um... He's been in the running for it like in past years. So yeah. I think that's I think that's like a distinct possibility. Okay, we get one other pick, the league over. If you want to pick the actual defensive player of the year, the actual MVP, whatever that whatever that looks like, I feel like that's a, a fun little thing. Um Trey, we'll we'll go back to you. Okay. Do you. Is there like a spicy awards pick or maybe someone else might win the Steel's title this season? <laughs> <laughs> MVP, I'm rocking with my pick the last two years, Jason Tatum. Oh, my <laughs> God. I actually agree with it this time. I agree with it this time. The Celtics I'm, are going to win a lot of games. They're, they're the gonna the win floor a lot is games. even more wide open than it was last year. He did, he had a bump offensively. The numbers were MVP-like, <laughs> and they have a chance to win the East. With the the whole American them. MVP narrative is going to cook this year. That is, you know, that is a fact. That is going to cook. An yeah. American MVP in what? 
five years now? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And Boston has a chance <laughs> to win 60 games. When America said they had the budget for another war, they meant like they were going to pay for Jason Tatum <laughs> to get MVP. Um, man. He if he makes the, if he makes a passing leap, he's there. I just he, we haven't seen it yet. I've talked about that enough. You guys yeah. have heard talk about it enough via text and via voice. So that's fine. I don't think I agree. That's but I don't agree overall. And the only reason I was so staunchly against it last year was because you took Jason versus the field, and I was like, huh, the field. <laughs> I was cooking for about three months. You were cooking for a like a month, yeah. like a month. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Yeah, a month. Yeah. A little, little bit too big for your britches <laughs> over here. But um, just like Jason, as like a selection, I had a big reaction. But in the forty-seven seconds since, I've kind of sobered on that reaction, and I think there's, yeah, that's a pretty good selection. Um, I, I let's do a, a a hot take little thing. Why the hell not? Shagulis Alexander, MVP. Like the it. Thunder make the big leap. Chet. Mm-hmm allows them to play the type of defense they want in sometimes it. a little bit more conservative, but mm-hmm. also also in the like super aggressive schemes. Giddy is like getting better. You get the Jalen Williams leap, our dear friend Kai. You know, you just get all these things trending in the right direction. And Shea is like 30 and 6. It, it, it could happen. Yeah. Another non-American MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's. I think Jason Tatum has a much better shot than Shea, for what it's worth. Well, if they're like, if they're like top three in the West, and you know they're a fifty-plus win team, that's not crazy. Like, I mean, there have been worse record MVPs. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be that surprised. Chet would probably have to be like All Star good for them to make that type of leap. I'd be very, very surprised if they go for fifty-plus games. I mean, that would be awesome. I love that Oklahoma team. Like, in the outside looking in I did with, like, I love that team. They play Mm -hmm. super fun basketball. They have just, like, a glut, endlessly interesting players on that team. Um, S, an MVP selection. Oh, a hot uh, MVP or just hot take? Uh, Whichever you want. I thought you might round it out since we all do MVP. Okay, MVP. What about Dane? Does that do, do you think the Giannis? No chance. No <laughs> chance. Bro. Do you think like this? Okay, what if it's a season out the world? He, I, I don't know. Maybe the Giannis stuff cannibalizes. Yeah, did Giannis get hurt in this in this scenario? <laughs> <laughs> what if what if it's like, hey, their half court offense is fixed? You know, they're like, I don't know, second or third half court offense in the league. What if you know Giannis is good, but not as good as usual and they, they still win 55 plus games. I don't know, man. Just throwing out a hot take there. I, I feel like Giannis <laughs> would have to have a broken leg to average, <laughs> like would have to be running around with a broken leg to average less than like 25. Yeah, that's fair. I and think you'd have I, to miss like 30 games of the season. And then Dame is like heroic and keeps them afloat and they win the East anyways for that to happen. And even then, people would like people. I just, I don't, I don't see it at all. But I like the, I like the gusto of it. I really like being able to say "shut up" to people. I think "shut up" (laughs) is like there's a lot of humor in "shut up," especially "shut up," you know, because it's playful. Yeah. If you know somebody, I really like "shut up" because it doesn't get a lot of play anymore. People, it, people use curse words more now. You know, "f off." I'm not gonna say it on the podcast. You guys have heard me say it elsewhere, obviously. That rocketed up. People use that a lot now. And lost in the shuffle is a good shut up. Shut up has a lot of power. It's pretty. Right. It's it's got some good stuff on it. It might be because of succession. You know, Brian Cox got the f off. He's he's patented. You know, there's a lot of power there, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any any other hot takes? We did MVP. I think a dark horse MVP is probably Zion. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Considering, considering the fact he looks a bit more in shape, the Pels, when he was was healthy, had the best record in basketball. That's I think true. They have a chance to be a top four seed if he plays sixty games. Another and... American MVP vote for Trey, by the way. Just put it out there. <laughs> a true patriot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I think it looks like from the preseason games I've watched, they're trying to do like Zion point guard type 
actions and try to get him downhill off of off of screens. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a a thirty a thirty eight and five type season from Zion. There win fifty two fifty three games and he wins MVP. I think honestly, like thirty might even be low. Like he he yeah, could he could go like 32, 32, 33 points per game on like sixty eight percent shooting if yeah. everything goes right. Um, yeah, that's you point. and I we both made bets early on like the darlings of the West. I was like the Pelicans are going <laughs> to the finals. Everything went wrong for them yeah. afterwards. You're like the Grizzlies are going to the finals. <laughs> it went wrong in a completely <laughs> different way, in a similar way. To the run last night yeah a little, a little influence a little a little little something going on um yeah okay before we get out of here does anybody else have a hot take of any kind get them off off your chest so you can clip it later if you're correct be like oh yeah i said this remember this isn't a hot take but uh if anthony davis plays 60 plus games he'll win defensive player of the year no. Is, is that what a hot No? What do you mean, no? I just, I just want to say no. I just want to say no. Like, if he plays 60-plus games, like, the like the possibility of that happening is so, so I know. low. Yeah, yeah. But th- that's the precursor If he plays 60-plus, yeah. like, 37 of those are healthy. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Like, like, it's like Anthony Davis, like, being out there healthy – and then there's like Anthony Davis being out Hold. there. It's still really good. Yeah. You know, Ben Taylor told me he's the greatest basketball player ever lived, you know? <laughs> so I just, yeah, man, I think it's, um, that, that, it's that just, would be good though. It's, it's been sitting, it's been resting in my brain. I just had to get it off. I just think like, look, I think it's been at the forefront of your brain because maybe, you're a Lakers fan. Maybe That's a what little I think bit, it is. Maybe a little he was bit. tremendous in the, in the hey, uh, another most improved guy, Austin Reeves. Oh, no chance. no chance. I'm cooking. You said that I'm one cooking. to bug me. You I'm said that cooking. one to bug me. I'm cooking. I'm ready. Let, let me say, though, you were very early on the Austin Reeves yeah. stuff. Like, very early on it. I still think you overestimate him. Probably. But I thought you overestimated him back then, and he just mm-hmm. kept getting better. And it was very good for me that he got cooked at FIBA. However, <laughs> it was very good for you that he was cooking in the playoffs because – yeah. Like he he got he got his offense to a level that I just never saw possible. Is some of it the result of an overly friendly whistle? Oh. Yes. But is is his bag way deeper than I thought and like his ability to get a shot off and work himself into favorable positions surprising and unique? Yes. He he's you were correct about Reeves, but I don't think he's winning. Like, yeah, I know. That's the, it's it's like expecting. So right now he's at like I don't know ninety percent of maybe more of what he that ceiling that he's kind of at. Right? If he were to break through that ceiling into another level, we're it'd be it, it's I've never seen anything like it. You know what I mean? Like it'd well, be very rare for that to happen. If he does take another step, you're probably looking at a guy who could average like over twenty points. Yeah. And over like in around like six assists just because he runs the pick and roll so often. And we're in such an, a high scoring environment in the league now. And if you had told somebody at the start of last year that Austin Reeves, who was like, you know, a pretty heady defender and a guy who could hit shots and maybe run a second side action every once in a while to the tune of like nine points and three assists in these short yeah. spurts going 20 and six. Trey would have thrown his hat off, man. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. But he's he's so much better than what I thought he would be, and so much better than what so many people thought he would be, man. Dark horse M, uh, MIP Jabari Jabari Smith. I okay. I'm a humongous fan. Second year players usually don't win, but he's been tremendous in the preseason. We saw we saw him in summer league, and he's going to be in a position where he's going to be at the end of a lot of these possessions, especially when he's with paired with Fred and he has a passing big in, in Sangoon. Yeah. I think he gets acknowledged for the defense that he plays, which towards the second half of the year was much better above average. And the three point shot realizes to where he was in, in college. And it gives him a chance to be 18, 20 points with good defense. He's That's... gonna be their he's gonna be their backup center, by the way. Like at times. I think like they'll put Landale, but like they're gonna yeah. run the small ball five stuff with him a lot, which is good. 
he was bad enough in his rookie season that there's a possibility for year two. Yeah. Like Scotty, even if Scotty had gone like 20 points and six assists last season, he wouldn't have won most important yeah. player because he had what, like 15, yeah. seven and four in his rookie season. It's just not a big enough jump. That's why the third year jump, which is usually like this big usage jump is where everybody wins it, is like you improve from year one to year two, but you didn't get all the possessions you needed for these gaudy statistics. I think that there's a big enough swing factor in Jabari from last year to this year that it could be talked about. The Rockets, man, I really wanted them to get – we talked about this, obviously, yeah. at the time. I really wanted them to get Brooke Lopez. Like, Lopez mm -hmm. and Jabari, I thought would have been sick, man. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. With Fred but, and, and Dylan Brooks, too, whoo, that would have been – Yeah, I think season. you could have slotted them as, like, eight or nine seed for sure. Yep, they would have they would have been in the, the picture. You didn't even mention Jalen Green, man. Mm -hmm. You said Fred and Dylan. You left Jalen Green out of because he's picture. not a, he's not a defender. He, hey, I, we'll see. I, I watched I watched like several of Ignite games when Nico Mannion put him in the the torture <laughs> rack. I I said that he was just going to be fine. I'm a supporter so, of Jalen. For any of our Filipino listeners, let me bring up S's at to direct the the <laughs> distance. Okay, that feels like a podcast. Yeah, how do we feel about that? That was a fun one. Um, okay, no more hot takes. S, tell the people where to find you. Do, give yourself a nice plug. A hearty um, one. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you tapped into Raptors Republic, come to the Wednesday season opener thingy. It's going to be fun. going to be there. These two are going to be there too. going to be laughing it up like we did on this podcast. Uh, find me on Twitter where you guys usually find me at just Barahini. SDPN, all that stuff. I have a piece on Chet Holmgren. We kind of mentioned him with the OKC stuff earlier, writing about Chet. Going to be out probably when this thing is out. So, yeah. Thanks. Hell yeah. And and seriously, for anybody who S, a little clipping wizard this year, he started clipping some games. <laughs> hey. If you want to, if you like, uh, <laughs> if you like getting your basketball news through Twitter, I urge you to get it through Raptors Republic. <laughs> but if you like, but, but that's a big leap. That's a big leap. Most people want to get it on Twitter and then yeah. go to Raptors Republic or wherever they read SDPN afterwards. For live game stuff, S, he figured out the software. He's clipping Man. this year. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big ad. So it's a very, he was already like, as far as summarizing, consolidating, commenting on so much of what the Raptors do, S was like a premier option for the Raptors. If you want to know how the, the audience, like the fan base is feeling, if you want analysis on the Raptors, if you want some fun commentary as well, S was like, that's the guy. And now he's clipping. This is Ooh. S Jones Jr. You know, he's like, <laughs> oh, God. doing, doing do game threads. Yeah, um, listen, listen, first of all, I'm just going to say I won't be clipping on Wednesday because I will be with you guys. But that's the sacrifice that I'm making to come and hang out with you guys because I love you guys. That is... Yeah, I told Trey at, at ball yesterday. I'm like, man, the clipping is calling me. I, I... <laughs> bring, bring, bring OBS Studio, like enhance. I feel like the amount of autographs that you'll be signing at the event will stop that. Be good enough for your ego. It's gonna be, um, it's gonna be you and Samson, bro. No to, to plug Trey, if you do want to follow him on Twitter, just based on what I've seen. You're basically going to a Samson and S retweet factory. So <laughs> apologies. He's, he's a very supportive friend. Every once in a while, he'll have a, a very good hot take. Like when, like the George Niang uh, tweet, uh, every once in a while, he'll pop off. But um, yeah, I think like the Pull Up Trade podcast, good podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. A little tip of the beanie to you for listening. Um, thank you so much to S for coming on. We will be there at Three Brewers on opening night of the you know the raptors opening night lewis is going to the game i'm going to be doing a live podcast we will be after the game talking to fans streaming to the world and there's like prizes there's contests during it's 15 bucks to come if you're not a subscriber if you're a, subscri a subscriber to raptorsrepublic.com it's free and you just get to come hang out enjoy basketball with a community that has a very similar interest to you which is kind of when I moved to Toronto, I knew these guys already, but we like we we forged our friendship under the yep. this nice. the same interest in basketball, both watching it and playing it. Shared interests make community go around. So if you want to make friends 
you want to be able to talk Raptors, not just as a person who's like in a comment section, but with people that you meet and all that kind of stuff. These hangouts are a great way to do so. Make friends and like build community. So it's cool in that regard. And of course, we want subscribers. We want people to support the website. There's a bunch of stuff motivating it. But for you on your end, listener, you want to make some pals the same way that I was able to coming from Mexico to Toronto and having like a friend group already here. It was through basketball, man. Wonderful way to make friends. Okay, that's the plug. That's the podcast for Trevon Heath, Esfandiar Berhaney, myself, Samson Folk. That's it. And whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and an hour on the dot. Goodbye. We got a podcast. Let's go. Nice.